0: Welcome to the Game Dev Show. This is a podcast by game developers for game developers where we discuss everything game dev related. If you're into design, code, marketing, or just interesting topics in the game dev industry, then this is the place for you. This episode of The Game Dev Show is sponsored by me. If you want to learn how to build multiplayer games and you're not sure how to start or how to get it done, go to Game.Courses and check out the Multiplayer Mastery Course. It's my latest course on advanced game development where you'll learn how to build both a peer-to-peer racing game and a Diablo-style RPG with inventory abilities and spells and a whole lot more. And if you're a new game developer or just getting into the industry, check out the Game Programmer course. It'll take you from zero experience to the point where you can build and deploy a fun local multiplayer game. You can enroll in both of them at Game.Courses today. And Greg, what's new over there?
1: Well, I've been working on my math game for Legends of Learning. Um, Okay. I've been committing the cardinal sin of spending way too much time on polish early on. (laughs) i um, working a little bit on the game design document. They sent me a template and you have to get them a game design document within three weeks of them accepting your, your contract. Uh, and then after they review that and approve it, I'll have 10 weeks to deliver a build for them to test in their environment.
0: Nice. Uh, that sounds pretty cool and for everybody who didn't hear um when you're talking about it last week, this the legends of learning you're building like uh, kids games that yeah. you submit and then you get a cut of the the revenue when they're playing your
1: games right that's right yeah so if it gets entered into their catalog and then teachers and schools can select that game from their catalog and you basically get a revenue share based on how much play time your game gets but i also will still own the ip for my game so I could publish it anywhere else I wanted to in addition to being in their catalog.
0: Nice, It seems like a a fun, interesting way to make some games and get them out in front of people, especially since you're doing kind of kids games where the scope. I feel like most developers with some experience can handle the scope of most kids' games pretty easily without getting lost. Cause you're usually not doing anything too complicated. You're doing things that are educational stuff. And the complicated things are in, like kind of like you mentioned, the polish of making it look pretty and fancy, but mm-hmm. the core of the like the mechanics are usually pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah. I was playing around with the feel asset, some camera shake and stuff and I had to be careful though, because the maximum build size, the uncompressed build size, can't be more than 30 megabytes. <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> yeah, so you- I had to go into the build report and I had to, basically a lot of the problems come from different textures.
2: Mm-hmm. And I had
1: to go in there and really scale those down, you know, the, the maximum size for those textures. And unfortunately things like the Unity logo, you cannot exclude it from the build, even if you have a pro account and you don't show the logo. Their logo oh, really? asset will be included in the build, and it's two megabytes. So that's, oh. you know, two out of my thirty megabytes is already eaten up by the Unity logo.
0: Yeah, it's like seven percent of your game <laughs> is eaten up by a logo. Yeah.
1: Huh? Yeah, so wonder why there's not a, a way to organization there. And, yeah. yeah, that's hot. It's interesting. If anybody
0: in chat knows a way to, to remove that, let us, let us know if there's a way you can hack that out or something. Zach is asking about audio. What's going on there? Did I haven't much yet. That? So there's a lot
1: of discussion <laughs> about this on their Discord server. Um, this is like the biggest gripe is you really have to be careful with any assets you add for audio, music, and sound effects. And I haven't gotten to that point yet. <clears throat> so... <laughs>
0: And you go all midi. <laughs> like beep, boop, boop. Fun. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. Um, what's the game you're building for him?
1: So I took inspiration from an arcade game we used to play called Stompin'. So Stompin' was you stood on a platform with these different tiles and bugs would crawl in from the sides and you had to stomp on them to kill them. Okay. And they and they're crawling in trying to steal like pieces of cheese or something from your the center of the screen. So my game is basically you've got a plate full of um, cookies and stuff. I'm calling it Math Munchies Mayhem. So <laughs> Triple critters, M. Yeah. So the creatures are coming in to steal cookies off your plate and instead of stomping on them you have to solve you have to find the missing number from a basic math or basic multiplication or division. So like question mark divided by 30 equals six or Hmm. five times question mark equal 30. Right. And, and so I'm basically, I'm going to have each critters marching in. Um, I'm using that. those power world looking critters that you recommended that. (laughs) And I'm just displaying the equation as floating text over them. And I'm using oh, okay. the, uh, the text animator pack, too, to, like, format the missing element, you know, so it, it wiggles and stuff. And um, so whatever critter is active, you can cycle through them. It'll be, um, I'm using feel also to kind of, like, highlight them. And there's going to be a row of possible answers that will match up to the different equations. And if you click on the right answer for the selected critter, that and i'm using the tune numbers they will they will run down and chase off the critter you're not allowed to kill any <laughs> legends of learning you have to like chase them away and then they'll do a little happy yeah. dance or whatever and then they'll despawn uh if you click on the wrong answer you know to give you some feedback for the wrong answer and the critter will immediately run to the plate and run off with one of the cookies so that's basically okay. the game you're basically trying to protect your plate of cookies from these, these critters. And then it will get progressively faster. Their spawn rate and their movement speed will get progressively faster each level. Neat.
0: Oh, it seems cool. It, it seems like you found good use for a bunch of assets too. Yeah. Make it nice really and They really had fancy. to go in
1: and scale their textures down though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, Set them
0: all down to I 512 and 256. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And yeah, most I of was... them, you can't really tell the difference anyway. They're pretty low poly and... yeah their yeah, textures yeah. only had like a few colors so
2: how, how is the meshes? are the meshes uh, okay or do you yeah they're really pretty low them? Poly. Oh, that's cool.
1: yeah if I needed to I could pull them in the blender and you know sh- shrink them down a little bit more take off some of those polygons but so far I haven't had to do that I got it down to 17 Meg with my last build attempt
0: nice So, I I guess you can't have uh, any uh, nature manufacturer lava in in this. It's a 30 megabyte test
1: harness. (laughs) They have a test harness where, you know, if you do a build and run, and, you know, it's a WebGL Mm -hmm. target. So, if you do a build and run, they give you the local URL. You paste that URL into their test harness page. And then you also have to upload a language file. So, all the text is localized. So you have to have your English text in there and then it runs it as if it was running on their environment and you can see what works and what doesn't. And like oh, nice. I ran into an issue where I had a, um, a world canvas, a world, yeah, world canvas with a separate camera that rendered that cameras. So it was set to orthographic and, um, basically it was covering up my main camera and only when I ran it in their harness, when I ran it in the editor, it was fine um because i was doing that so i could put some 3d models on the canvas yeah but i ended up ripping that out just because for whatever reason when i ran it in their test harness it didn't work so
0: oh okay and not not that useful of a feature anyway
1: right so like yeah. i was using it, it was kind of stupid so for the number of critters that mm-hmm. are remaining i was just displaying the model Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I basically just took a screenshot of them and I put a horizontal layout group in the UI and I just do it that way now. So,
0: yeah, uh, makes sense. Yeah, just do do one of those, <laughs> just repeat them. Interesting. I think so, you're works. using those Power World guys, huh? The, or no, they're not technically, but the ones that look like the Power World creatures. <laughs> yeah, I showed it
1: to my grandson and the first thing he said is it looks like Pokemon.
0: Yeah, yeah that's what those guys look like. That reminds me, they have a new free pack this week. It's uh, the Mega oh. Spaceship Pack. It looked really cool. I, I just grabbed it myself because it seems pretty awesome. I was uh, kind of sad that the publisher doesn't have more um, sci fi space assets, though, at least not that I could find. Uh, they have lots of other cool low poly assets, but this was like the only uh, space one that I saw. And oh. I, I just think they look really cool, like, as low poly spaceships are usually pretty boring and bland. And this one seemed to have some actual cool detail. <laughs>
2: Wow, it's a lowly poly. They have great uh, textured assets.
0: Yeah, they have a lot of texture assets, a lot of 2D textures. Um, yeah. it, it's just a, this spaceship thing I, I thought was really cool, and uh, I hope they make some more like similar stuff. I think it would be a, a, co- a cool theme. Yeah. Uh, one yeah.
2: question, Greg, about your game. Can you load assets out of the, from web?
1: No, because you're not nobody. allowed to have any third-party dependencies like like i couldn't use um cloud content delivery or anything like that in fact they even discouraged me from using addressables hmm. so
0: they weren't nice and simple
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it makes sense though i guess for for what they're doing
2: yeah it's safer this way yeah huh? because they can just block any external calls except the API, and they 100% sure there's nothing that can harm the kids. Yeah,
0: so yeah I, you're not going to go inject something else in there later.
1: And they have their own text-to-speech service too. So um, you put in the text and they will they will localize that as well. Nice.
0: Uh, I guess that that's probably getting easier now with the AI stuff. I wonder if they're doing that or if they're still manually doing them right now.
1: I don't know how they're doing that. Um, I could ask my friend Manny from our mastermind group. He, um, he, he's working on his second legends of learning game. Nice.
0: Did, did, have you heard that they do pretty well or is it still kind of up in um, here?
1: In fact, if you look at the spreadsheet for um, the learning objectives, they give you earning estimates for the different learning objectives to help you decide which ones you want to take and develop. And,
0: oh, okay. yeah, Nice. That sounds interesting. I'll have to check that out. It's been really interesting. I, I don't know. I like making kids games because I, I like watching kids uh, play stuff and learn things. It's a lot of fun just watching them kind of grow and discover For stuff. Sure. You just got to inject some coding now in there, so that's that's the dressables there, so you can swap it up and make it a coding game later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teach them all how to code and, and play some D and D. Yep. Oh, Jim, just email me at my uh, Gmail. And uh, I've been meaning to send you that the whole time. I just keep forgetting. Um, Just email. um, I'll I'll try to remember right after this. I keep getting distracted. Um, Okay. There's the Legends of Learning overview. Interesting. What? Okay. Sorry. I I know I'm super distracted now (laughs) just looking at this stuff. But this is uh, very cool check all that out and go uh, I, I don't know i, I like I said i like making kids games they're they're fun they're interesting they're pretty quick how how are you finding the process so since you're going through it let's stay on this for a minute like are you enjoying it or are you finding I am. it difficult,
1: easy, i mean there's a few frustrating things you know like their requirements are very strict and they have their own sdk and you have to fire different events and stuff so they know like when you're starting a game continuing a game submitting progress through the game because a teacher will basically assign this game to a student and then the student can play through a certain amount of time and then leave and then come back and continue where they left off and stuff so you got to work within their framework um and then like when i was trying to use addressables i was running into some issues i have found that people on their discord are very responsive not just (laughs) the legends of learning people but other people like me they're very helpful um but yeah i've had to learn a few different things that i don't do very often that's been fun um like you know fl- i don't do a lot of floating text over 3d objects and getting yeah. those things to scale right and um and it's just been fun playing around with the different ways to architect this you know like i was using zinject and using their signal bus and it was just give me all kind of grief so i just ripped that out and i wrote my own event bus because i like the mediator pattern yeah it's just so easy to decouple things that way um and it's, it's just fun doing you know trying this okay i don't like that let me throw that out and do this instead
0: nice well it sounds like a lot of fun i mean having a project where you've kind of got like an you've got an end goal and a target and a deadline but it's not a. Uh, I feel like it's one that's probably pretty easy for you to make and not not too stressful. It seems, yeah. seems nice, so yeah. And then it seems like an e- interesting way to make some extra cash on the side too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks like multiple people are interested. <laughs> but Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out later. Um, so let's see. That's just at LegendsOfLearning.com here. I'll, I'll yeah. um I'll I'll drop the link in chat too. So everybody, anybody who wants to go check it out, check out a. Uh, the legends learning stuff. If you want to go get into that or see what Greg's been doing, check that out. Oh, I go with the spaghetti chef pattern. That's a good, it's a good pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of noodles in there, all, all linked together and laying on top of each other. <laughs> that's like the typical pattern for most software.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So there were a couple other things that happened this week that I wanted to mention. Uh, first, just real quick, I wanted to talk about that um, new Unity API that I got a hold of two days ago. Apparently it came out last Friday, but they released a new... Here, let me share it. I'll drop a link in chat too. A new um, API package for UGS. So if you wanted to use all of their gaming services like the authentication, the cloud save, um, and, and all of that stuff, this like simplifies the hell out of it. And it makes it just like you're calling the APIs directly, but without having to go through the whole... Calling APIs from Unity, it, it like web APIs, so you don't have to make those calls. But it replaces like the authentication package, the economy package, the cloud code package, the cloud save package, all of those different ones that they had for the different services. It handles all of that, and it's much easier to use. Um, it's super flexible. So I, I've been checking that out, and like I said, converting over the multiplayer mastery coursework to use that stuff because I feel like it's the way to go it's drastically better um but i found out um one of the other reasons i wanted to bring it up was apparently the unity team is kind of pushing back on the forums now and they're doing like somewhat regular posts of the updates and the things that are going on so i've been trying to start taking a look at that now and i just kind of want to make sure everybody else knew that they're kind of back at that where they're doing some of these big announcements and releases this one like i said the um the UGS one I stumbled across cause I, I asked somebody who pointed me in the right direction and, and named me at it, but I didn't know that it was there cause I haven't been, you know, scanning and monitoring and watching these things. So definitely worth checking out. If you're doing any of the UGS stuff, um, you're doing any of the APIs, this, the, the little post, but they've got a video here. It shows that there's not a lot of documentation yet, but it's extremely straightforward. Like if you're doing, any, any of this stuff you'll see right here, here's the code, you create a client, and then you make a request to log in, and then everything just works. No more magic stuff, no hidden things. Uh, it's, it's just all kind of super, super sweet. So I, I definitely recommend checking that out if you're doing any of those things. Um, but they also there was some other Oh, I forgot what it is now. I wrote a note for myself and I can't find it. Uh, another big announcement that they put up there just recently. Oh, new uh, new network um, topology. So they're doing a distributed host technolo- um, topology for it. Uh, I think it was, it was called distributed authority where multiple clients have authority on stuff. And when I first heard about it, I was thinking, uh, my, my brain went somewhere else and I was thinking of something slightly different. But this seems like a kind of interesting Different network setup that might allow for some large scale stuff. I want to circle back and ask them a couple questions about it so I can really understand it. But it was a new topology that came out that seems kind of, or that's coming out that seems kind of interesting and it seems like they're working on a, a lot there. And then they're also doing that whole, um, netcode integration where it's going to be a unified netcode package that supports all of this stuff runs the dot side underneath the hood but still um, interacts and acts like the game object side and i don't know exactly what that's going to look like but it sounds like that's one of their big like big pushes for this year the things that they're they're working on so that's going to be interesting as well but again, i I really wanted to call out the forums because there's some interesting stuff there Oh, and uh, the bull asked if there's good a good source to learn more about the mediator pattern other than Google. Greg, this is going back to what you were mentioning earlier.
1: Um, no, I, I mean, I, I know I use it on a lot of my videos. But, <laughs> uh, but other than that, no. I, 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 I
2: can give you some advice. I will be putting two links. First one is... Uh, just patterns for Unity. There's no uh, Mediator there, but there's Observer. But in the links that are below the all the patterns, there are links to, I think, the best books and best uh, websites about uh, patterns in game dev. And there is this one. This one is uh, has lots of information about different patterns that you can use in a Shishad. And there's also the Mediator pattern there.
0: Cool, you sharing that link?
2: Yeah, I think I added both of them to the chat. I, can I didn't you. see them show up. I will give you them to you so you can. Also. Okay,
0: I'll, I'll drop it in here. And this one in here. Make sure that they both show up. Yeah, so, but it is a pattern that, that you use often, right, Greg? It is. Can you speak just a little bit about how it's? the difference between mediator and observer or the the relationship there
1: they're pretty much the same thing so an observer pattern is you subscribe to events and then you're an observer and so whenever those events are fired you handle them the only difference with the mediator pattern is instead of subscribing to the event on whatever the object is that you know it might be firing the event you subscribe to them on a mediator like an event bus and then anybody can fire that event through the event bus. And so the observer doesn't care where the, you know, who's firing it, where it's coming from. So it, it's a little bit of, of a looser decoupling than the standard observer pattern. Um, Cause all I have to do is if I want, if I care, if a critter spawns, I just subscribe to this critter spawned event on the mediator. And then anybody could fire that event. Um, yeah. So I don't need a reference to the critter spawner.
0: You just need to, to know the message type or the message ID, right? That right. you're listening for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and somebody's asking about it being the same as event bus. It's kind of a, it's one implementation of the pattern, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So if, if you're looking at event buses, that's a yeah, mediator implementation. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, I think, a couple variations on that. Um, slightly different, but it's kind of the, the general idea. It definitely something to, to learn too. sign patterns are super super fun mm-hmm. cool oh well, let's see um other stuff so i don't know you guys have any thoughts on that unity api stuff at all if not we can just continue on i just wanted to make sure that everybody knew about it because I, I feel like it's it's super useful
2: I just looked at it. I didn't have time in the last few weeks to check any new APIs or changes to them. Uh, using them.
0: Well, it's it's definitely, if you end up using any of the Unity services stuff, it's it's drastically better. Um, or, I don't know, it's way easier to use, I think, than the old setup or the, the current live setup, just because it's... Uh, you get access to everything in one package. You don't need four packages or 10 packages. Um, and everything's all versioned the same. It just, just kind of works. So certainly nice. Um, GetAmend has a really good focused videos, one a week. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. And apparently, he's got a video on event bus stuff. So just go check that out, too. Um, the other thing that popped up this week, there was the news of uh, Epic getting a partial Disney buyout. And um, I've got my own thoughts about this, but I'm curious if you guys have any opinions or, t- or takes on this. you think it's a good thing, a bad thing, or not going to make any difference at all?
1: I mean, I guess it gives them some more funding for stuff, which is always good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it's, it's good for their cash flow, probably, because it seemed like maybe Fortnite money was going down it'll probably bump up some of that that revenue but i'm really curious to see um because i keep seeing it like constantly on youtube all it is is like video not all it is, but a lot of videos about um, what's going on with disney business wise and attempts to break them up and attempts to change up the board and all kinds of other things so i really wonder like if this is going to be like a stable investment thing, or if this is going to be one of those things where like they invested in it. And then like a year later they divest from it and they start switching up and doing totally different stuff. Cause it seems like Disney's in this total state of flux, or maybe they end up coming in and, you know, investing a bunch more and getting a bigger stake in it. I, I really don't know. I'm kind of, I feel like it's, it's unlikely to just stay steady. I feel like it's either going to become like a big portion of it or it'll fall off relatively quick, one of the two. But I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm still... Uh, I see this as another part of uh, trying to get to metaverse through different companies, yeah. Each of them tries to do it differently. Now, Disney and Epic want to do it in through Fortnite, through Epic Games. Yeah. i think if someone is able to be successful they are one of the companies that may do it yeah, because they have enough uh, enough words uh, characters stories that get they can show off to the general public yeah. and but there's I certainly think a they, lot they of licensed
1: to, content they can offer to yeah play. and they
2: try to to create uh, games that are going through multiverse and showcasing different characters in mobile or uh, uh, I think the last game, the Disney Dim Light Valley, takes you to different worlds in the, the the franchises. Yeah, so we, I think that's just another step forward on it.
0: Uh, now,
2: do you guys think that that's something that will take off and
0: and be popular, or do you think it's going to be like a uh, Facebook's metaverse stuff?
2: I still don't know how they will approach it. If they will be doing this step by step, so let's say they take Limelight Valley and then just make it in Fortnite and go forward with it. Yeah, it may be successful. Yeah. Because there's, you, we have the Limelight Valley, yeah? It has how much? Like now uh, it was released on uh, in the, this December. Yeah, so two months. And now huh? it has 14,000 of uh, positive reviews. Yes, so hmm. it's not very big hit, but it's uh, doing okay. Yeah.
0: Well, that's still pretty good, yeah. I mean, I'm sure almost everybody is, here would be happy to get 13,000.
2: <laughs> I don't know, do you know, this is also on uh, iPhones on Apple Arcade hmm. for free. Oh,
0: yeah, I didn't even um, know this existed.
2: Yeah, it's on Apple Arcade also. So all uh, Apple users that have, I think it's from iphone 14 or 13 yeah so we have to have the 14 or 13 iphone ipads and so on and max because on Max it also works
1: love this my
2: uh, apple arcade
1: my son and his wife they they go to disney a couple times a year probably more than that um they have a our daughter-in-law has a brother that lives outside Orlando. And so they go visit him a few times a year and they always go to Disney. And, and my uh, grandson, like every time he comes to the house, they want to put on the the YouTube video of the rides that he goes on. At Disney, <laughs> like the Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. So yeah, um, I think he would love this.
0: Yeah, this looks really cool. I'm going to have to get this for my, uh, my seven-year-old too. Cause they're, all into and my six-year-old they're all into Disney stuff and yeah, we... you, see,
2: you just saw the game and you want to give it to your kids so think of what it will do if it will be in Fortnite the same way
0: that's fair except the difference is I don't want my kids playing with a bunch of other random people in a, yeah. a metaverse thing that's, <laughs> that's
2: the question if you, you will be able to have closed towards and closed rooms and that's always the problem if you have only single or you will have uh, multi also yeah but for i think this is more aimed at uh, smaller kids and uh, fortnite will be aimed at teens yeah teens are mm-hmm.
1: yeah and well they'll
2: be playing online together
1: if you think about the other content that disney owns like all the marvel stuff and you know x-men and things like that if they can integrate that into fortnite
0: yeah, yeah it seems uh i i'm starting to starting to be sold and uh <laughs> i can see it i wonder what everybody else in in chat thinks um if you guys have opinions let us know let me see there was a a comment here what does this one say so remember my question last show about using a star to set clients as a target well i ended up writing a script that runs on clients that a stars agents within range so the client is target okay nice so the one thing i would do with that if you're setting up um paths and clients or you want a a a target on your clients um just make sure that the paths are the same usually what i do is generate those paths on like the the host or the server and then just replicate that path out instead of generating it um across them so you just, just duplicate that path out so that way you know they have the same path and they don't end up taking a different route on different clients. which definitely will happen depending on the system. Although I don't know with A Star how likely it is to happen versus with the uh the built in system, like the A Star Pathfinding Pro project versus I know with the built in one, the Nav mesh system, you'll certainly get different paths on occasion. Um
2: A star shouldn't if it's uh, if it's done correctly, it shouldn't give you with the same data different path. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would think the, that one probably, the A-Star Pathfinding Pro one might yeah, but, might be uh, more deterministic.
2: Yeah, but uh, that can be a problem that if oh, if you're getting a path and other player has moved, this information went to the server, the server calculates with the movement and you didn't decide the movement, yeah. then it can uh, go different ways, yeah? It should quickly go to the same thing, but... There are always pr- problematic things with uh, getting everything correctly from all the clients. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, Yeah. you never know exactly. The other thing you can do is uh, calculate that on the client and then just pass the path up to the server and just validate that too. Um,
2: interesting yeah, I think one. the biggest problem would be if you have some kind of dots and all the players want to go through the dots, it depends which player will go first. Yeah. Yeah, how they will decide uh, how to avoid each other? Eh? Because if you, you have uh, a start, okay, but you have to add to it uh, avoidance. Yep. <laughs> and the avoidance, then it stops being deterministic.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that's where it falls apart a lot of the time on the uh, the networked part is that it's slightly out of sync, so it ends up synchro- It ends up calculating a different path, to trying to do the avoidance in the calculation, or trying trying to figure out what's there. So. Or the position is just a tiny little bit off and for some reason you're like right at the barrier on which path is best.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Streamlight Valley. I'm definitely going to have to check this out for uh, my little ones. He's been uh, all over Slime Rancher for the last week now. It's been his his new game of the week. it's funny it's always interesting looking at all these kids games too and going like oh, yeah, i could i could make that real quick you know, obviously not a, not as pretty a version of it but you like go through the mechanics yeah, like yeah i could slap
2: that out <laughs> yeah i always think about it when i'm playing all the disney games uh, like the aladdin or lion king oh, yeah. all platformers I can <laughs> yeah do that. but yeah
0: yeah, it's it's fun stuff to play those. And now Greg's got me interested in making some. So <laughs> cool. Well, what other um, interesting topics? Anything else going on this week?
2: I have one hard topic to talk. And I I, I want to ask you to talk about it and ask you, what are your thoughts about asset store and one thing that many store sellers are doing? Yeah okay i because that's something we have to do a lot and that uh, takes uh, our account a lot and i see many asset store sellers has problem with it yeah you know we have two packs lava and the fire pack yeah 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 we released them quite as some time ago yeah the lava had updated last year but it's a very old pack. the uh, i think it's fire smoke is uh, Almost two years old. Yeah, almost two years old pack. Now uh, Zebra has the least two of the new packs. Fi- we have fire and smoke, they list smoke and fire. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. That's just another pack with fire. There's a lot of them. Then uh, it was the least, I think, yeah, a week ago. They list new add-on to that pack. So we have to have both packs to work. And this pack uses our assets in all their marketing materials. Only oh. one one particle on top of them. I gave you the last link. That's, hold on. And what's most, most interesting, you have still all of our particles in the movies they are using. You can see it. You see? Oh, okay. all all the other particles are here. Just the lava ones in the background and stuff. And the ones are ours. They only added the tornado. Ah, okay. And there are all, I think most of the images are, no, in this pack, all of the images are having art particles in background and all everything. And you, it's saying that it's Zebra smog and fire, and you have to buy that smog and fire. And that's showcasing it with art assets. What would you think about something like that?
0: Yeah, that's what. No it's normally, like uh, it doesn't. It seems fine, but this one seems a bit of a, a confusion and overlap. Like at the very least, it should say, "What the yeah
2: fuck? yeah." yeah. <laughs> if they if they wrote any word, that's it's uh, our pack in the background, any logo, anything. Okay, yeah. But we see them a lot of uh, users when they are creating a new pack that adds only something small. Is using mm-hmm. assets under the back down and add something on top of it. Yeah, yes, it'd be good.
0: Exactly. I feel like they should have just on maybe on the asset store just have a link like a section there that shows all of the linked assets that are used um, in there. Yes. it would be for, good. Because
2: for me, we wrote to asset store team. They said, yeah, most you would have to issue an DMCA claim to do anything with. It. We don't want to issue DMC and claim, yeah, because they are not telling their sending assets. that are yeah. using it in the marketing that I think isn't totally fair, yeah. But I think there should be a pol- some kind of policy that if you're showcasing other assets, it should be linked to that asset anywhere in your uh, page. What do you think? Yeah, it
0: should be in the description and then the uh, like related assets right there. It should be right up at the top, like, hey, this is using these, these other assets too. Um, I, I I agree. I think it would be good, too, for all the ones that are using it for um, environment stuff, because there's always those, you know, people want to use nature manufacturer or other background assets for their environment when they're doing characters and things. Um, yeah,
2: I see that a lot. If I have if I, On the other spectrum, for example, we have Warped uh, Imagination, Dave. He uses a lot of our assets showcasing but he in each video he tells it in the video description he writes it and that's okay yeah. but but mostly the his assets are tools so we have to have something in back yeah okay yeah, yeah he contacted us we talked yeah use it fine no problem yeah but something like this from company that's quite a big company yeah? isn't a smaller asset store developer because and i don't. Yeah.
0: And they're kind of almost a direct competitor on the, the types of content that they're making. They're not, it's yeah. not characters that they're putting in there. They're putting in yeah. particles. Uh, exactly.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We, we will be think, trying to make some kind of policy changes to assets so because I think we have to. We see one or two assets each week that it does something like that. Oh wow! All right, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does a lot. Uh, I'm only talking about the the ones that I've not mentioned, guys. Yeah, yeah. About only those. Yeah.
0: They should definitely be uh be calling it out. I, I think. And uh, the answer to the Andrew question? No, there there is no Andrew today. I think he's in meetings and stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he wrote, He's still in meeting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Oh, huh. okay. Well, hopefully they get that all figured out. Or um, have you tried just messaging them and see if they just fix yeah, it?
2: Yeah, we wrote them no no response. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I'm not talking only about them. I'm talking only yeah. about... Uh, things. That it seems like true. a common problem. Yeah. <laughs> For us, it's not a problem. We are uh, also big uh, publisher. We can... Talk about it, we can use channels to use it, but uh, I see many smaller publishers getting the same treatment. Yeah, somebody sees a smaller publisher, takes his ad, puts it on the back and uh, tries to sell his own assets. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I can see that. And Dom's got the perfect solution for you, though. You just make worse (laughs) assets and the people won't get (laughs) it. If you didn't make good assets, people wouldn't want to use them for all their marketing stuff. maybe
2: maybe maybe not
0: (laughs) oh well that's yeah that's interesting hopefully they're they're able to uh to come up with a good solution for that it could be a something worth addressing cool well anybody got anything else or i haven't seen any questions in chat oh here's one how do you market your assets
2: I would say similar as you market your games your, or uh, just normal tools uh, that you develop. Yeah? You have to go through entire process of marketing. Uh, so first thing, uh, as we are selling assets that are looking and you have to look at them, we are developing uh, movies for YouTube. We are developing lots of screenshots. We have experience with making screenshots, photos and so on from normal life so we make them the same way in unity it's the first thing yeah mostly mm-hmm. we are starting to give some info about assets a year earlier, earlier then the asset will come up to this uh, to the story yeah the asset that you see behind me and that the one that will be listing next week I think I marketed it first on game dev show uh, year ago, and first screens on uh, Twitter and Facebook were also a uh, year and a half ago uh, showcased the first prototypes and stuff like that. Yeah, That's the first step. Then we are preparing the entire campaign on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I We are still thinking about Instagram and TikTok. We are not first sure because we are mostly in at companies and developers. It's not... Uh, uh, the developers on TikTok aren't our target yet they will be in a few years yeah. But that will change so that's a uh, just normal campaign marketing second thing is having a newsletter third thing is having a discord channel or uh, so we like now we have big community about around our assets i think that our discount channel has about two three thousand people on it so it's also a big uh, marketing push that we can do through that
0: a lot, lots of steps, and you, it sounds like you got a like long process too. And you started with that one over a year ago. And everybody, if you haven't checked it out, I drop the link in chat and go check out all of those, um, all yeah. of the existing I, assets, and get ready I, for the I new think one. A
2: similar thing is when you're developing a game. Yeah, you first mm-hmm. uh, showcase it, give some info teaser, then you showcase uh, some. Uh, trailers, then you are going to Steam next first and so on and so on. I think that the process is the same. yeah. It's just that you have to target uh, a different audience. So rather than gameplay, we are giving uh, we are mostly giving, I think, two or three videos per asset. One is uh, a trailer that's uh, two to seven minutes long, depending on the size of the asset. Second is uh, how to. So how to use the assets, how to develop if it's only scene with the assets and graphics, then uh, Bart, our designer, is designing some custom scene with it. So, to showcase all the aspects and the possibilities on the uh, asset. If it's tools, we are giving a tutorial with all the elements of the asset, how to use it. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. You can get them in there so they know all of the steps there. There was a question too on. Um, a follow-up one about paid marketing.
2: Do you do paid ads too, yeah. or is it generally you just free ads? Right now I think you have to do paid ads without uh, paid ads. The social media ranges are very small. Yeah. Like now because game and uh, games, can get to bigger influencers. Yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot talking to influencers. Yeah, talking to influencers <laughs> and uh, asking influencers to showcase or paying influencers to showcase is the same, yeah, but the ranges of influencers, uh, I think biggest influencer in Unity has how many, focus only on Unity, uh-huh. several hundred thousand users? Yeah. Something <laughs> <Talk laughs> like that. And the biggest four games have several, several... No, I- means-
1: yeah. yeah. So <laughs>
2: distance and events
0: yeah yeah i feel like the game playing ones have more active people than the game dev ones have total (laughs) like just in watching a live stream (laughs) right uh, which makes sense a lot more people can consume stuff than uh so when you do the paid ads is that like facebook or instagram or what what Uh, platforms do you use google
2: which we, uh, we are mostly use Facebook and YouTube, yes, yeah, so right. YouTube ads and Facebook ads. We also are checking the new Twitter or X ads, yeah, but we are, haven't used them before. We have to check if, uh, if it, with the changes that Elon uh, did, is there any target for us there? Uh, but we haven't tested it yet, uh, clearly. And of course, that's only the part until you release the asset. After the leasing the asset, you have to go through entire support, going to game conferences, showcasing it on game conferences, and so on.
0: Yeah. A lot of work. Um, <laughs> definitely a lot. Let's see, there are lots of questions here that popped up. First, I wanted to say hi to Andrew. Oh, hello.
3: I heard we're talking about assets, and suddenly I was like, oh, this meeting just got over too
0: yes <laughs> yeah yeah. we're talking a little bit about uh assets asset promotion um paid promotion for assets as well um interesting stuff is that something you've you've done before andrew like, doing, like
3: years ago years ago years ago I, I was on facebook and i was put ads on facebook to to get it was it was really ads for my facebook page for my assets so it was secondary i guess or something and um i quickly lost 400 in a day or two (laughs) (laughs) i looked at the the only engagement i I looked at all the different engagement the different profiles that suddenly liked me or whatever and they were almost all from the philippines who just like a billion different things Mm -hmm. i still don't understand how these bot farm things work like i don't understand the the point of a profile that just likes a lot of stuff i don't understand that but Either way, I mm. then messaged Facebook and said, Hey, obviously, these are all frauds. Like, there's no world in which these are real people. And I got zero replies over and over again because Facebook doesn't care about
2: small people. And mm. I st- So, no, that was the end of it. Um, yeah, for Facebook, what we learned at, I don't know, like now, I have to check uh, our marketing how they're doing it. But when we are, were starting Facebook, we mostly didn't go higher than five to ten dollars per ad yes so Mm -hmm. we mostly released two or three ads just overlapping each of them for five dollars ten dollars and they worked better than giving one ad for one hundred dollars for a week oh interesting because uh, you can touch different ideas with different pictures you can check which work better with words and if we one ad works better you can then make another this type of ad to different region with, with more money and so on so we can quickly change and check everything how it works yeah that that's for me the easiest way to not pay much money but you can check which works and if it works you can send it further away Hmm. there you go it's a tough one doing paid ads is always is always
3: tough it's it's not easy
2: yeah, but yeah. I think we mostly during the we mostly do them when we are listing the asset or when there are the biggest sales on asset store. Yeah, so I think during winter sale we are a few thousand of dollars. We are always giving to pay ads, yeah, and they always uh, we always get letters from them. Nice.
0: Yeah, I've, I've done a little bit of paid ad stuff in the past, and it's always been a it's a it's a struggle. I feel like it's the the amount of work required um if you're solo trying to do it and do it well it, it, it's very difficult to to balance that out with just doing other things that are also productive and stuff getting getting good paid ads where you're not just losing money like i've done some for coursework before and like they're usually like good for like a two or three days and then suddenly they just plummet off um and youtube ads uh, i will uh, i will never do again because I realized what they do is they, with the, with the YouTube ads, it prioritizes subscribers, but it does it by putting a a subscribe button in the mobile feed while you're scrolling through. So instead of actually seeing any videos, they just see your thing and a big subscribe thing and they click on that. Um, and then they unsubscribe because they're obviously not interested in actually watching anything. It's just like a, a thing that like a vanity metric that, that they pump up for so you get a ton of subscribers really cheap but they're all subscribers that are going to unsubscribe the second they get an, an alert notification so well, most of my
1: subscribers came from india and i this thing that was, same was true to... for you right Andrew?
3: <laughs> that's why i did so i had a theory
0: i did it for like a week and it was terrible <laughs>
3: uh, yeah i had i was hovering around i don't know two thousand some odd hundred subscribers it wasn't growing and 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 so I, I decided, Greg, to to follow your lead and try this new ad beta thing that was showing up in my YouTube yeah. studio. So I did it and, and at first I did one thing and I put a hundred bucks in. OK, I'm going to try this for real. I know that sometimes it needs some runway, a hundred bucks in. And it was I limited it to the U.S. and Canada and I think maybe Germany or something. And, and, mm-hmm. and there's very little, very little activity.
0: Yeah, like a couple subscribers, like
3: yeah, fifty. So then I was or in India, and I was gaining subscriber after subscriber. So now my channel's got like sixteen thousand subscribers, and it yeah. only cost like a few hundred dollars for that. Yeah, and I know they're all fake. Not a single one's going to buy my stuff. Nobody's
0: watching. And they're my all going to unsubscribe when you release yeah. a video.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I, I haven't lost. I've been still consistent. I was getting you know about ninety subscribers a month, pretty consistently. Okay. And then when I did that ad campaign, I got thousands, like Andrew said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I stopped the campaign, it's back to about 90 new subscribers a month. So I'm not losing a bunch yes. of. Align view
2: to selected, which is in game object, align so. view to selected.
1: Who's playing okay. that?
0: Is so,
2: that
3: you, Andrew?
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get to my YouTube studio, but I press the button. Yeah. Yeah. So I have an experienced losing a bunch of subscribers yesterday
0: from releasing a video. It, mm-hmm. it happened ever since that, uh, that ad campaign. Yeah. yeah video will Dang. cause a, a drop and then don't do anything. And then subs go up, but <laughs> it's like the, all those people that signed up through the ads, get an
3: alert. and I'm
1: Maybe I'm just what not, what not releasing seeing. enough videos.
3: <laughs> yeah. Here I, I can share my, my, my little, Experiment. If you you pop up my screen there, so this is the bump from India. Oh, look at that! Six thousand new viewers in that little bit. That's amazing. But then nothing. This was the bump. This is prop. Was this? That's not Black Friday. I know why I got a bunch. Then maybe I released a video or something that did well. Um, But yeah. But my content is is I do mostly live streams, and then the Mm -hmm. videos I put up are mostly for my assets. I don't do too many like you know, how to make a this in unity videos. And maybe it's this one that, that I put up this AI voices one that, that trended for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but Uh as you can see, I don't get that many subscribers, but I got that big bump. And the theory, the theory goes, I'll stop sharing my screen. Now, the theory goes uh, for me that, Hey, uh, if you're a regular person, a real person, uh, you might be more inclined to like, and subscribe if you see 16,000 other subscribers than if you see so that was my, my, my mm-hmm. figuring. I know they're all fake, but maybe it'll help real people be like, Oh wow. 16,000. Who, what, who is this? You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got bit by Google ads for my Highland panic game. Um, I had started a, um, a campaign for that. And then I, I apparently I started campaigns on two different accounts and I didn't realize I had one still running. Um, and then I got hit with a big bill for that, Ooh. Um, so I quickly how quickly much, terminated that. <laughs> how, how much did it get up to? Over well, it's probably about three hundred and some bucks. Okay. Without realizing it was still running, um, I had put money. The reason I discovered it, I had put money into my Zen business account, and I use that for all my business expenses. Right, and I got a, a message that a payment was decl- my payment method was declined like what? And I went and looked, I'm like, Oh shoot, what is this for? And then I realized I had that campaign running. I thought I had suspended all my ad campaigns, but still had one sneakily running there.
3: You know, now that you mentioned Google ads, I was, I was like, Oh yeah, I actually had Google ads running for years. and, And then I eventually stopped. It looks like I stopped in 2020, January, 2020, I turned it off. But for, for, uh, about two years, it looks like I was, uh, running Google ads, $200 over that time. I think it was 20 bucks a month or something like that. Um, and it, it, I don't know if it did well. No, it says, I don't know if it did well. Who knows?
1: Hard to tell. Yeah, I thought, I thought that the performance max campaign too, you only got charged for conversions, but I wasn't getting a bunch of conversions and I was still racking up some expenses. I actually need to reach out to them and ask about that. Maybe I can get a refund good so. <laughs> <You feel laughs>
3: like we're
1: getting a trying. reply.
0: <laughs> I remember when I worked at a company that would spend like five, ten thousand a day in ads, and like they would struggle to get anybody from Google to respond to anything you know, mm-hmm. and it was like're so spending a hundred thousand dollars easily in in a lot of these months, and yeah, they're just well, not even they were responding ahead.
1: when when they wanted to like help me get the ad set up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They'll help you get the account going and get your payment method working. <laughs> yeah. But that,
3: that's about it.
0: Yeah. I remember yeah. I tried to get them explain to me why I was getting an error on, I tried to run Google ads on, on my site and it would come back saying there was a malicious software error and then I to use their malicious software tool. And I would use that and it would say, there's nothing there. It's totally fine. I talked to like three, four different people from Google. Not one of them was able to do anything about it. They're all like, yeah, we can't do anything there. Nobody, apparently nobody can. Yeah. It's not not the most helpful.
2: Yeah,
0: It's a side effect of getting enormous, I guess.
2: Yeah. I think that being
0: the, like 30 companies.
3: The problem for me with the Google ads is, is uh, you know, and it turns out I actually was started running them in 2016. So it was four years. Spent $529 over that time, not a ton, but, you know, uh, 13,800 clicks. How many of those turned into somebody who ended up buying my stuff? And, you know, I have no idea, no idea. And that's, that's the biggest hurdle Mm
1: -hmm. is there's
3: just no way to get that feedback of, did I, you know, if I spend 500 bucks a month, will I make $600? If so, then I'll do it, you know?
0: Yeah, and it's got to be hard to tell because you're like on the asset store. It's not like you can just get all that analytics data hooked right up to your ads account. <laughs> like, There's none.
3: There's none. Yeah, uh, it's, none. it's
0: not really possible when you're going through another store.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it, it would be nice if 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 the asset store allowed us to use. Well, actually, that's the wrong. Actually, take it back. I could use the affiliate system. I should use the affiliate system. Yeah. Uh, and with the affiliate system, that will give you. A pub ref and you can add a pub That's ref with a unique ID to the ad, and then with that, you can know exactly how many people. So, actually, I'm wrong about that. That's a good I point. Yeah,
0: you idea. could do it that way. Huh. Yeah, I
3: should try this out again. Apparently, my, my account's suspended for some reason. So, <laughs> you know, that first, but you know, nice. I think it's I, I, it says my account is canceled probably because I just didn't do anything, and they're like, Well, we yeah, care.
1: just deactivated for too long. That's hilarious yeah well i need to drop off guys all but right sounds thanks good, for good having guys. me on to you, greg. Good to see you You too You're i like your background thanks man see y'all
0: see you yeah. later greg so um let's just hit uh, hit a couple questions and we can get going when is the next live stream um one week from now, 9 a.m. Pacific. So trying to do them, they should always be Friday morning, 9 a.m. Is, is the general time unless something goes goes wrong and something has to change. But yeah, we'll do it at 9 a.m. And then we'll do a – I think we're going to do another meetup again before the show next week. So if you got time, the hour before, just hanging out and chatting and gather. There were a good group of people there hanging out and having some discussion. So, I thought –
3: I thought – he was asking about my live streams, Jason. Oh, that makes sense. When's Andrew's <laughs> when next your, live stream? Your live streams get a lot more viewers than mine do. When, when um, is your next live stream, Andrew? Uh, Maybe maybe today. So here's the thing. I've, I've, I've been doing customer support, but aside from customer support, and every day about 20 minutes of work on this projectile system, I've actually been bogged down in a good way on board games, physical tabletop board games. Um huh. And I was thinking, how can I stream this? But to do that, I'd have to bring my computer. It would be a whole thing to bring the computer into the other room to stream like what the hell I'm doing with paper and cardboard and 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 printouts and cubes and all this other stuff. All right, so
0: like, building board games, not, not playing them.
3: Yeah, I've got a few that I've that I've prototyped in the past. The pandemic screwed everything because I went from being able to play test with friends at work who really liked the games to not being able to see people. And yeah. um, uh, I don't know if you guys remember that. it was It was like four years ago. Yeah, Uh, and then uh, uh, so I pulled it out a a week or a half ago, and I was like, okay, well, let me put this on the table and see if I can. I knew there were some problems to solve and solve some problems, so I got took a few steps forward, but I'm still frustrated by this game. It's it's. I think it's a good game. People from work would ask me to bring it so they could play it again, which is always a good sign. You know, they didn't have to ask me to bring it and play it again, but but I'm like, it needs. There's a few parts that are just too time consuming. It needs to be sped up and so now i've i i was actually using chat gpt to work through different ideas which is actually really helpful um recently i was using chat gpt to figure out the math behind cards in the game clank which is interesting so i've been in head down in that world every night which is uh i couldn't stream but maybe i should try try figure out a way to stream from my kitchen table yeah
0: maybe we just It'd be cool to do a stream um, together too, and just you could explain the game. Maybe a couple of us could hop on, and you could just explain it and go step by step, and we can ask you questions. So it'd be yeah. interesting. It'd be kind of interactive, and you can explain how how it all works and stuff. Would be fun.
3: What's really interesting to me, especially you know, thinking about the Game Dev Show, I was I was going to suggest we bring on this guy I know who who does. Um, he's done a lot of podcasts with uh, with Board Game World for those of you in the. Board game world. He's he was involved in the Ludology podcast uh, for a long time, um, and uh, and for some reason I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden. But I had lunch with him last year at GDC, and he was a very nice guy. And he does tabletop games. But the 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 crossover between video games and tabletop games, you know, aside from mm-hmm. just making Gloomhaven on the computer, which is probably a better computer game than it is a tabletop game, except for the social interaction. That crossover is a very interesting co- uh, conversation, I think, uh, and the difference is not. So there's a differences in the games themselves, the mechanics, what works, what doesn't, what's fun. One might not be fun the other. There's the social aspect. How do you make a social game? You know, obviously multiplayer games, but tabletop games are inherently more social, I would say. But also the business side of things, you know, mm-hmm. is a very interesting. Where a tabletop game, you do all the finance work up front. You have to pay for all this stuff and hope it sells. Video games, you pay for very little upfront, just time, and hope, and then you see what happens. So you can make a video game in a couple weeks with zero dollars and just your time. But in weeks, but if you want to publish it, it's going to take thousands of dollars, and then who knows if it's going to sell. So it's a very interesting yeah. uh, differences between the two worlds that could be good conversations.
0: Oh, I think it would be great. Yeah, yeah. If you got a, a connect there, that would be awesome. I think people would be super interested. I, I know I would. Um, it's not, not always just code. <laughs> like, sorry, uh, since message mentioned uh, what being ready for stories, uh, MVP, MVC rant, I think we'll, yeah, hopefully we'll get into that next week. That'll be an interesting one. I was uh, waiting for that as well. Um, yeah, I, I'd be interested in the board game thing though, for sure. I think that would be fun. I think uh, other people would too. I guess if, if you would, say so in chat. And if you would not, then say so in chat. (laughs) Just let us know either way. I I think it would be cool though.
2: Yeah, I would uh, like to to happen too.
0: Well, let's hit a couple more of these questions before we go. So another question for Pal, how do you decide what assets to make? Is it something you plan to use in games? Or do you like go through and do an evaluation on the asset store of what's missing? Do you just pick like whatever sounds the most fun to make? or?
2: Uh, we are looking mostly at two things. One, what accompanies uh, assets that we already have. Yeah, so what uh, we already have and what we can add that it will work together. And second thing, what's missing from assets. Though? What okay. things that uh, aren't there or aren't done on the level that we are doing as, as assets.
0: Where you guys think you can come in and do a, a better job or a newer, improved yeah. one. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there, but a lot of it is also like, you know, five ten years old and hasn't been updated too so you have i thought exactly. like plenty of opportunity to make some really cool new stuff that makes sense um do you find it pretty easy to find things that are missing on the asset store or is that like a long process or like i ah, trying to decide
2: uh, mostly we, we take time yeah as uh, most of our assets takes a year to two years to develop we have time <laughs> during creation of the asset that we planned on thinking what next we are doing we are always have Two, three ideas that we want to approach, and when we are close to releasing an asset, then we are moving uh, to the next one. Yeah, for example, oh. we are releasing this one, and we are already in development of the sea and coast asset that I also showcased some time ago.
0: Oh, okay. So you kind of get it prepped while the other ones going. How many do you do at once? Is it generally like just one that's going on in full development and then the rest kind of warming up?
2: Mostly you have phases uh, like in the game development. You have pre production, production, and uh, release. Yeah. So mostly when we have one in production and one in the pre production all the time.
0: Okay. That makes sense.
2: because uh, we have to, you know, change the shaders and make the tools. So mostly things that we can develop uh, that will help us create uh, additional things.
0: Nice. It it certainly uh, works well. (laughs) The the end result is cool. Um, Let's say a couple more question for Paul and Andrew. Either of you use bakery or any other light mapper
3: assets that you would recommend? Easy answer for me. No, because it doesn't work on Macs. Huh?
2: yeah. Uh, I only used uh, other than Unity built-in, which I have to use mostly because as we are developing assets and releasing assets, then we have to use tools that mostly users will use. But mm-hmm. other than bakery, no. I think the bakery does a great job and it's the best tool that's on asset store different than Unity built-in. Yeah.
0: Makes sense. Okay. Let's see. Um, this one was just a comment, but I wanted to pop it up. And they said they published a, a second tool to the asset store, got 13 sales in 14 days, and 90% were from Facebook or Reddit, which doesn't surprise me. I feel like with tools, unless they stand out, um, they probably don't sell very fast until they become super popular. I, I don't know if that's actually true, but that's always been kind of my guess is that most tools like they either do very little sales, or they are you know like Odin level and, and do yeah, crazy so.
3: sales. It's interesting. There's two things. I, I one I want to know how do you know they're from Facebook and Reddit? Um, maybe the authority. maybe using the publisher ref. Yeah, that would be the <laughs> smart way to do it. But or the other thirteen,
0: maybe they all it. just said, "Hey, I bought it."
3: <laughs> so, Jason, do you feel thirteen sales in fourteen days is is high, low? How, it, it sounded like you felt that was low.
0: I would say for um, somebody making a tool and expecting to sell it, it's probably low. But for the actual amount of sales, it's probably on par with like the average tool that's not like you know an Odin level thing where everybody's using it or text animator or something. Um, I, I don't really know what the the numbers are, but yeah, I know the last time I had an, a tool asset out there, it was doing yeah i think about the same like 15 to 30 sales a month at most it was probably less than that. it was probably like 10 to 15 sales a month on average um and that was like a multiplayer starter kit pack so it was nothing amazing i know it was selling like 500 a month whatever that ended up being okay. um so yeah that yeah doesn't seem too far off 13 and 14 days seems relatively decent, but it also depends on the if pricing. It,
3: if it retains one per day, that would be great. I think. For yeah. That break.
0: seems not, not too bad at one, but, one per day, yeah. but it's also yeah. low when you think of like, you're used to game sales numbers for 13 and oh, 14 absolutely. days. would mean like shut down, quit.
3: <laughs> like, yeah. I will the question like I have is, is really for him, for uh, Jihad is 13 sales and 14 days. Good for you. Uh, uh,
2: yeah. You know, but i will also check what's the price yeah mm. because yeah. right now i went to access to linked? check my popularity what asset is most popular and right now it's eight ball pool but i know why it's the most popular asset and you can you guess i don't know is if you check thousand dollars right it's the tyson Oh,
3: they raised their price huh
2: yeah so it's, it's like the, the most popular because it's the i think one of the most costly assets, yeah.
0: M- maybe the algorithm calculates popularity
2: per dollar, <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> has the highest pop- popularity per dollar. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. So th- that's uh, why you can see that many popular assets are quite uh, costly. Hmm. So if, if something is cheap and it's very popular, yeah, you know, the sales are quite big.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it used to be years and, years and years ago when I first started selling on the store, it was really annoying because all the top stuff was $5 or $3 or $1. Yeah, that was the like, uh, yeah. worst time back then. Yeah, it's better now. But um, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting thing the, the expectation of sales is, you know, I talked about this in my 2016 Unite talk about how I expected a mushroom monster is my classic go to example, mm-hmm. I would expect that to sell once a month like i it's would a expect monster. a couple a month right like One my month expectation month for that would be like five a month yeah ten. But the, the reality is is much much less um months now you gotta consider of course i have the um the the bundles right now so so there's there's that but now um yeah. the uh, the mushroom monster oh it's actually sold two this year that's 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 no two in the past yeah in the past uh year in 2023 it sold once every six months 20 2023 yeah. all of 2023 is sold twice so oh, God. Uh, i thought you, were, I thought you meant
0: 2024
3: and i was like that's so no yeah. that's, at first i thought it was that because i saw january but i didn't see the 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 yeah so With it was twenty twenty three. oh yeah both in may uh for, for 55 dollars each so it sold twice um huh. But that that is ultimately the the problem that I faced is I I thought I would get one sale per month on average. And so I did the math on how much I could spend. Uh, And yeah, so people do have it from from the bundles because I did the monster bundle. So, you know, if if I include Mm -hmm. that, let me add that to to it. Um, uh, Yeah, it's just less than you than one would think. And I think in general, that was my experience on the store. So, mm-hmm. but over a long period of time, things can add up. So it, it's it's really one of those things, um, but certainly for a tool like Odin, I'm sure, I don't know how many Odin sells, but I'm sure they sell quite a bit, right?
0: Yeah, I would imagine yeah. so. It's a,
2: I don't know because there uh, I think many of the sales is out of Assets Store right now. Yeah. Mm. Many of the sales are going- Yeah, to but those, those like are their more
0: store expensive store sales thing. too. Those are their yeah. enterprise sales,
3: Yeah. So. So I uh, just to, to close the the loop on the bundle, the monster bundle one, which has four characters, sold five times last year.
0: And, and I think two of the people that bought
3: it are in chat right now. <laughs> or they bought
0: before.
3: Uh, or they bought before. So yeah, they, it, uh. you know, it's. Um, it's a mushroom monster i mean that that's the thing yeah. Not how many people need a mushroom even if you're making a fantasy game, it doesn't mean you mean you need a mushroom monster
0: they pretty much all need a mushroom monster the conversion rate is 0.16 so
3: that's, yeah so that's pretty pretty down pretty down on the on the list
0: hi yeah with anatomy, I
3: think this, my whole library is three percent conversion rate so you
0: know uh, well, let's see right. um I guess before we go, I was going to find the link. Uh, there we go. Monster bundle. Yeah, go go grab the monster <laughs> Go grab one of the monster bundles today before we get going. There's that one, and then there's the full 13 character pack. That yeah. screenshot does not look good at this resolution. It scales it down and pixelates it too much. It doesn't, doesn't work well. I need to take a better one. Um, yeah, go check those out. Uh, obviously, go grab the Nature Manufacturer stuff. I assume people already have a lot of those and all of them, and using them in all of their games. Um, just don't use them for your your thirty megabyte kids game, I guess. <laughs>
2: yeah, it depends. If you know how to optimize them, you can use them.
0: You can you can optimize optimize
2: it down to thirty megs. Yeah, if you know how.
0: Yeah. Well, if 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 you do, you're pretty fucking smart <laughs> I looked,
2: um, in uh, some uh, some web games when i was, was doing some hio games just for fun so you, oh, okay it just takes time if you yeah
0: i, I you. should say don't don't try to use the sample environment is what i should really say no <laughs> like,
2: that's uh, not a good idea
0: uh, that's that's uh, that's my experience i go in demo environment oh this is perfect <laughs> By the way, the new demo environment, um, if for everybody that hasn't seen it on the new pack is really cool. It actually feels like a full-on uh level, the one that you were showing off before a couple weeks ago. So keep an eye out for that. And then uh last couple things, don't forget to grab the free spaceships. It's a free, like $50 pack. I think they look really cool for a low poly bundle. Um totally free on the asset store you just grab the code on the page there go put it in and then check out their other stuff i don't think they had any other sci-fi stuff they had tons of cool textures and other packs so worth worth checking out and definitely worth grabbing those i'm going to use those in something i just have to figure out what they kind of like inspired me especially that middle ship right there the one that kind of just looks like a big barrel (laughs) it's gonna blast something out of it um and then finally if you're interested in multiplayer stuff um the date on there is wrong that's a let's change that to Monday. Let's see if I can type in Monday. Our next live call is on Monday, Monday morning, 9 a.m., and then this weekend we'll be doing the updated lessons on the new API for Unity Services stuff. So getting into... It actually simplifies things a lot. You can cut out cloud code completely and build out the dedicated server project without it. So we're going to do new lessons on integrating that in, and then the lessons on buffs coming right after that. They were going to be before, but then this pack dropped and it's definitely worth upgrading. So making that change. Um, you guys have any last uh, things you wanted to bring up, mention, talk about before we go.
3: I might. Other stream. Than, that's that's fine. that. I might stream later that we'll see.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, well see. if you do, I will, I will definitely come jump on. Um, Jim asked about a, Mastermind groups. I don't have anything set up for that yet, but since we're gonna do a meetup before the call um, next week, and I'll send out an email with that, and I'll also it'll be the same link that's in the description. Um, 8 a.m. next week, so one hour before the show starts. If you're not sure on the time zones, and just jump into there, and I'll see if we can do um, a little bit of mastermind matchmaking in that meetup right there. It's just an open meetup. Everybody's running around chatting. Earlier, we were talking about asset packs, um, AI stuff, and other general game dev stuff. Um, and we just hop in there and chat about it. And we'll see if we can set up some more mastermind groups in there. I think that would be a, a good opportunity and get some people in there. So let's see. Anything else? Um, is there some way to simulate rigid bodies in the editor and then lock or bake their settled position? Ooh, um, kind of. One of the things that I've used is grab it. Grab it does um, almost exactly that. So you can grab an item, you select the item, and then you can have it like do a physics drop, and it will drop and settle the item exactly how it should be so that it's it's actually placed right. Um, and it does that in the editor. So um do you know of any other tools that do something similar to that grab it's the one that i've used for that kind of uh, thing
2: Rabbit can do it other option you have to do your own script or the easiest option i used before grab it was there is just play click play make it fall down take everything and save it as a prefab it saves all the positions just copy it yeah yeah copy it as a prefab yeah, that and all the positions hmm. and everything Especially if you have all the objects, if all the objects are prefabs, and you're making it a, a prefab that has nested, if you're making it nested prefabs, then you have just nested prefab with all the prefabs that you wanted, positioned the way you want. You can just take them on the scene, just take them out of the nested prefab, and you have everything done. That, that makes sense. One. If you want to buy asset, just use Gabbit.
0: Yeah, I, I I got it on sale and definitely recommend it. It might have been in a in a bundle or pack too, but it, it's certainly good um for for that kind of stuff. You just grab items and do some. I forget all of the features. Physics dropping was like the main one that I used in there. It's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Drop it. Look good. Lines up. Snaps. What's that?
3: That's, that's why physics it grabbing and dropping.
0: Yeah, it's the link here. Out. We'll drop that in chat too. Anybody wants to check that out? Cool. Well, um, oh, before I go, one final thing. Let me share that screen. If you haven't signed up for the podcast on Spotify yet, please do. If you have a Spotify account, I'm trying to get it up over their threshold so they'll start um, promoting it. Um, still haven't got last week's episode up, but I'm going to get those up later on this weekend along with today's. So just start getting all the episodes there, be able to listen remotely on the drive or whatever. If, whenever you want to so if, if you can uh go go subscribe there follow on whatever platform you use spotify would be great because it'll knock it over the threshold but if you can get it on the other ones or go leave a, a review you know, if you hate or love the show drop a comment down there and let us know in, in the reviews um all right i guess oh yeah it's a last thing they knew the the sales were coming from there because people were telling them. So they could see it. Which makes sense. They're talking about 13 sales. Um I could see that um that being an issue. And they don't have an affiliate account because they got rejected. try again. Oh yeah. It, it, do you know like do publishers like you guys are both publishers? Do you find it pretty easy to get into there as a publisher?
3: I was in the original one that oh. years ago. And
0: then
2: it yeah, changed. we didn't have
0: any problems to go, uh, get to it. Oh, yeah. I'd give it another try. Things have changed you know, whenever the last time you tried it. Just just submit again. Cool. Well, all right. I guess we'll um, get going and we'll be back next week again. 9 a.m. for the show, 8 a.m. for the live meetup before the show. Same link in the description. Don't forget to hit thumbs up, uh, leave a review and all that stuff or leave a comment. And um, we'll see you again next week. I'm going to find the little button to say goodbye.